If you run an e-commerce business, you can relate to the amount of work it takes to produce something great. And of course, you want to optimize your workflow and reduce costs. That's why I want to say a big thank you to our partner, ShipStation, and perhaps introduce you to them as well. If you are not familiar with ShipStation, they've been supporting Cytosol School for years. They have helped so many of our listeners make things much easier, automate their shipping tasks, help them scale their business, and also, this is not a small thing, save thousands on shipping with industry-leading carrier discounts. ShipStation is the innovative tool that helps turn your shipping challenges into opportunities for growth. Go to ShipStation.com and use code HUSTLE to sign up for your free 60-day trial. 60 days free. ShipStation.com. Code HUSTLE. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. What's up? Welcome to Side Hustle School. I'm so glad you're out there. We've got a community of people all over the world who are trying to create new sources of income, diversify their income, perhaps quit their job, perhaps go out on their own, or perhaps remain happily at their job while doing something on the side, building that creative outlet. Today, we're going to hear from a visual artist who hopes to monetize her creative words and images creations. She calls it visual poetry. Uh, she's wondering, you know, could there be something else she hasn't considered? Might a subscription model be the best option? What is a good path forward? And the thing is, selling art can be a real challenge. Okay, I hear from artists all the time. It's very different from selling a product that meets a practical need. Like recently, I was working on an episode where I mentioned uh, a story we had a long time ago in the archives about these guys who created a, uh, a thing called Step and Pull, which is a tool for public restrooms uh, that allows you to open the restroom using your foot. Uh, so you don't just like wash your hands and then go use your hand to open the door, which of course has been a problem for a long time, but you know, in the age of COVID-19 is even more urgent. So that's an extremely practical solution, you know, pretty easy to sell it, you know, at this point. Um, selling art is different than that. So not to say it can't be done selling art, uh, it's just something we have to be aware of that art meets a very different need um, than something that's more practical. So let's see what we can figure out. Any ideas to monetize visual poetry? That's the question. It's coming up after this quick message from our sponsor. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, Chris. This is Lisa Scarlett from Vancouver, Canada. I've been listening to the show for well over a year now, and I really enjoy it. I'm a visual artist who works with image and text, the text element being original poetry written by me. The problem is that while people seem to really like my work and spend a good chunk of time reading it, and sometimes buying it, I realize that most do not see hanging poetry on their wall in a frame. I must pit it somehow, and I'd like to earn money from what I'm good at. My cars have been more successful, but that market is very competitive. My question is, how do I get my poetry out of a framed visual art piece and into slash onto something people want to buy? Would a subscription model of some sort work? 
I'd like to contribute to the world in a positive way, and I'm open to any suggestions you may have. Many thanks for all you do, Chris. Lisa Scarlett. Thank you, Lisa Scarlett. I appreciate the call and the question. Uh, I think Lisa is asking the right questions and thinking about pivoting. Uh, always good to be willing to do something different, uh, you know, without necessarily compromising your art. There's usually lots of different ways we can express art. Um, so I always appreciate and respect artists who are willing to try different stuff, um, you know, to to accomplish the twin goals of like one doing something creative, but then also, you know, hopefully making an impact on people enough that they're willing to to pay for it. So it's both an artistic creation and a commercial transaction. Nothing at all wrong with that. So I think, uh, you know, first of all, how do you sell art of any kind? Like therein lies the first part of the answer, like ultimately art that is sold, not just art that is for sale, because lots of artists have work for sale, but they don't actually sell much of it. You know, ultimately art that's sold has to have some kind of connection with the buyer. It doesn't meet a practical need, so it has to meet some kind of emotional need. And in terms of selling cards, I think Lisa mentioned something about, you know, selling cards, her cards sell more, but the, but it's a very competitive space. I agree that that's a competitive space, also lower priced than original art or copies of original art, um, depending on the medium and such. So uh, I do tend to think like there's a better approach. I don't quite know what it is. I mean, if it is a subscription model, I think it works mostly as a gift. Uh, so maybe there is some kind of art box uh, that she could make. Um, take a look at CrateJoy. We featured a number of episodes of people that have made subscription boxes. Um, look at CrateJoy.com. There's lots of different options to do it there. I don't know if that would work for you know 100%, but it's an idea. Ultimately, it will depend on finding the right form, you know, the right medium. So that's an artistic you know decision. It's hard for me to to say what might be best there. What you might want to ask, though, in this situation is, you know, the next question is, is there anyone else finding success doing something similar? And when I say something similar, just to be clear, I don't mean similar to your medium or finished product necessarily, or even similar to your style. It's it's more like who are the artists um, who have pivoted in this way and have found customers who will buy, not just appreciate, who have found a way to sell their art, not just have it for sale, you know, go and find them and study up. There, There are a lot of them out there. One example, a friend of mine is Ella Francis Sanders. Uh, Ella does really beautiful work that I don't think is compromised in any way, uh, yet she has a very active online community and communicates regularly with her buyers and followers. Uh, So that's Ella Francis Sanders, if you just Google that name, or ellafrancissanders.com, or also on Instagram. And one last thing, um, you know, whoever it is that you look at as as a role model or someone to emulate, I'm pretty sure they're going to be focused on their customers uh, and not the art community at large. So this is one thing that might be helpful to somebody. Um, A lot of artists, and this happens in other fields too, um, become very insular. And the networks in which they communicate tend to be mostly other artists. Um, And so it becomes kind of this, you know, as I said, insular thing. And, you know, ultimately, if you want to sell to customers, you need to be focused on your customers. So considering this external versus internal focus is also something that uh, might be good to think about. You know, how can you really build community? And that those are your people, not, you know, other artists who are also trying to do the same thing. So hopefully there's something there you can pull out, Lisa, um, that is helpful to you. Um, but definitely let us know how it goes. And I'm cheering you on, all of our artists out there. Uh, just don't forget to make that emotional connection. Always remember that the emotional connection with your customer, your client, whoever is supporting you, your patron, um, that really is paramount. That's the most important thing uh, for anyone not selling a practical product. All right, that's all for me today. Listeners, if you've got a question, come to sidehustleschool.com slash questions. I love having these interactions. I would love to hear from you. I'd love to know what is working, what's not working, what your struggle is, what your success is, you know, all the things. Um, We are a global community, as I said, and I am fortunate to connect with you each day. 
So thank you for listening. Uh, do come back tomorrow. My name is Chris Gillibo. This is Side Hustle School. From the Onward Project.